Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movements Podcast. Podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're going to talk to Johan Visser about multiplying movements in South Africa. We pick up Johan's story just following the experience of a business failure. I've, I've spent, spent almost almost a year um, just wrestling with, with God. Um, during, after the business failure? After the failure, mm-hmm. just spending time and asking the questions, getting frustrated and getting cross with the Lord. And um, But in that time, I started reading the Bible just from cover to cover, taking a translation and just reading it and reading it and reading it and um, fighting with the Lord, but this inner, inner fight. It was actually during a worship service. I heard the, the voice of the Lord very clearly, um, just these words, I want you to go to Levenard Bosch, just like that. And I just knew, I just knew, I just knew that this is, this is God's word speaking to me. And I, it, it, it gripped me so much that I couldn't refuse. And I, I knew that if I don't do this, I'm, I'm just going to be disobedient to what God has called me. So I, knowing knowing about um, people working in Levenard Bosch, I actually um, contacted one guy, said to him that, can I go with? So we, we made an arrangement for one Saturday. I went with him. He introduced me to a um, guy from Pakistan who's got a little shop there. And in that same time, this whole thing with, with the work um, started to, to materialize. And I've actually um, applied for a package. And um, so I went out to Olivenat Bosch that very first time. I took a friend with, because I, I had no idea what to do. I've been in the engineering field for close to 25 years. Um, that's what I did. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I can sit very, very relaxed in my own corner, mind my own business, work on my computer. and. Um, but this this thing within me was was just so so intense that I just knew I have to do this. So um, the one day me and this friend went to Levenard Bosch, parked the car, and then started walking walking around, just absolutely clueless, knowing what to do. Just describe what that area is like. The Levenard Bosch area is is um, one of those highly dense um, areas in. In, in South Africa, we've got pl- uh, many of those, um, which we refer to as township areas. Um, it's just highly pulverized areas. And um, I guess, depending on the area, but that area specifically, we live in a bush, um, from all the, the two years that I've walked around, I, I, my guess is that 60% of the population is foreign to South Africa, and they literally from all over Africa. I've, I've joked to many guys and said that I can, intru- I can take you, I can literally take you to any, a, a, a person or a family from a country in, in Africa. It's, it's representative from all over Africa, everywhere. So that's area so I started walking around in the, in this area praying because I didn't know but in this process with this um, ministry I got to stumble across discipleship but discipleship in terms of, of the discovery based um, Bible study 
So I started applying these principles that I've that I've stumbled across. Um, started applying this, meet people, start talking to them, invite them to, to discovery Bible studies, and this started to grow, and these groups started to form. At um, some point, um, there was baptisms taking place, because people came to, to know the Lord, there was healings taking place, and um, I went back to this local church, start sharing the stories, and then some of the people in the in the congregation came to me and said, "But can't can't we also be part of this?" So without me knowing, we started a team. Me and my wife started a team of these volunteers, um, and I took them to Livernet Bosch to the area and introduced them to people. And so more discovery groups started. In the same same time the people from the different discovery groups started asking questions because they started to know about the others and they said but can't we get together um, these different groups um, on on a specific day so we started off with a um, monthly getting together so we bought a soccer ball got some gazebos and we we went to a park in Olivenet Bosch and started without me knowing a gathering of these people and we started playing soccer and break down in small small groups and ask people what are they thankful for, what's causing stress in their life, doing doing small discoveries with them. Um, and so without me really pushing this, um, a gathering started to happen. Then Shortly after that, they said, but can't we do it more frequently? So we shifted it to bi-weekly, and then later on it became a weekly thing. So we had a team, we had groups, and we had a gathering. And then he invited us to a training. So me and ST and this friend um, went, went to the, the training. And then David, during the training, he mentioned teams, groups, and gatherings. And that just witnessed completely with what I've been experiencing firsthand in Livernet Bosch. David then invited me to a, a lunch. We had a long talk and I, I, I shared with him my story and what's in my heart. And he said, well, his words was, come journey with us. We are a couple of guys around Gauteng in South Africa that, that are busy with disciple-making movements. We started working with these three concepts of teams, groups and gatherings and started implementing them. So coming back to how we started in, in Gauteng, we said, okay, first of all, we need to start working, we need to start forming teams. And the way that, that we started working on, on that team was literally to, to set, it, set aside time that we as a group spend time together and we started getting into each other's space we get to know one another we get into each other's lives we get to get to ask difficult questions we we wrestle with with these questions together we argue um but but it's constantly within team and and we we get different the different opinions from from the different parties within the team and in that process we were actually forming forming team so two years later we've got a strong core team that that formed but it was in this process of just constantly wrestling and working together spending time together caring for one another it's all part of part of a team process in 
that that was one of the core parts, core things that we started to, to, to concentrate on, is to build this strong team and how do we build this team. How does that differ from, there's a lot of Christian communities that are trying to pull that off, but they never get beyond being community into mission. So how did you stop this, or how did you make sure this didn't just become an internal process for one another that didn't lead to mission? Well, that is where, with the DMM principles, we part of this process was wrestling with the DMM principles and movement is an integral part of that, that in the go, in the multiplication. So everything that we did, and that's where the team comes in play, we we wrestled in line with the principles of movement. So when we do things and when we decide on doing things, it's it's answering those questions. Will this lead to movement? Will this lead to sustainable movement? Will this lead to raising up of leaders? Will this build away from us? So it's all those principles that, that we wrestle, but that, that's where the team comes in, because when some someone in the team drifts off and says, okay, no, we should do this, then the others ask, but why? And what about this? And asking these questions, so constantly wrestle, wrestle that, that's where the, the team dynamics are so important, because we all need that, because all of us, or most of us, are coming from, from some sort of traditional um, path. And that, that is, we, we, we start to, to, to move or drift back to, to those traditions. So whereas movement is very much the opposite of, of going out and always building away from yourself, raising up the other person, building into the lives of other people. Um, so it's all those principles constantly in, in play in that team process and all the while building and establishing a, a strong team. So at, at some point we had this this team that, that just formed and it was from some of the some of the people in our team are people that are full time employed in, in normal occupations. So it's different people, it's not all people that are now in the full time uh, ministry occupation. So we had to wrestle with working with volunteers and people that have limited times and um, see how how do we do this? How do we operate getting getting so that everyone is included in, in this team? Everyone has a part to play. Everyone can at any stage say, but I think we should do this or this is my suggestion, or what about this, or I don't agree with this. So it's open, it's always open. So it's, it's a, there are a lot of, lot of these principles that we started, and we didn't start it off and say, okay, this is, these, or this is the list of, of principles. It was, as, as we wrestled, we, we realized that these are intrinsic values that, that is starting to form, and, and this is part of, part of team build. So now, two years back, we can actually start making a list and say, okay, these, these are underlying principles for, for team. So the, the, your question of, of movement, that's, that's, I mean, that is, that is what we do. So it's, it's part, part and parcel of that. In that team, at some point, we, we came to a realization that, okay, we've, we've developed some training, we've, we've done a lot of training, there's a lot of awareness, 
But coming back to Gauteng, how do we reach Gauteng? How do we get movement in this urban setting? Because we've seen the uh, movement in, in KZN and this movement in Pitratif and this movement in Cape Town and other, other parts in Africa and North America. But how do we, at home, how do we do this? So the team's wrestling with that. And then the other two elements are, you know, apart from team, is you said groups and gatherings. Right. What What are those two elements about? Right. So let, let me just on on the team just. Mm. What we then intentionally we were very intentional with this. At at some point um, of our team, we we literally said for one day, okay, today we're gonna split this team that has formed into two separate teams. The one, the one part will focus on getting teams around Gauteng and the other part will carry on with the material, will carry on on getting videos in place, getting a website in place, um, that, that support, because both, both are needed. So we, we made that conscious decision. So at that day, I happened to take take that the team that said we're gonna look at at the movement in Gauteng, and it was four of us, and so we literally took the whiteboard and I wrote down the names of the people that I knew in areas like Tembiza, in Bosch, in Centurion, in Mamelodi, the people that I know that is interested in in DMM, and our potential catalysts and and leaders, and the other guys did the same. So we had this list, and then. Each one of us went away that that day and started contacting those people. So I happened to 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 go to Atwichville. Um, David actually gave me the number of a one guy. His name is Tabojo. So I phoned Tabojo. I said, uh, "I would like my name. This is my name. I would like to come and see you um, about disciple making movements." And so I had this appointment with Tabojo, met up with Tabojo, and Tabojo brought in another young guy. His name is Mbolelo, Africa. So that morning I was sitting with them, shared with them the vision that we want to reach Gauteng. And we, we, we are just busy inviting people. The same that was that David did to me, we just said, we're going to meet. This is, we've got a set time, a Tuesday. We're going to meet from 9 o'clock until we initially said like 4 o'clock. We're going to set aside every Tuesday. That hour, you're welcome. And then people started coming. That very next Tuesday, Tabojo came. He brought African. He brought another lady, Ponzo. So there was now three of them. And there, a guy came from Randburg, and there was someone from Levin at Bosch, and there was people from um, Sunnyside, and from Timbiza, and from Centurion. So we, again, the table was, was full of people from just those, those few. And we started wrestling with, with these questions. How do we build? What are we going to do? Um, talk about vision. Um, just share the same thing that we did as a, as a smaller team. We, we just started doing this with a, with a bigger team. Talk about it. Talk, share stories. Um, challenges. And um, in that, that whole process, again, a, a team started to, to form. So two months or three months after that, we we had a a Atridgeville team that was started to form with multiple 
young people, the people ages between 19 and 29, and they were all pulled in by these these initial guys that came from Atrishville. And this this team started to to come. They they just started to grow. Came on Tuesdays, and we started just talking. It, the one one morning we were sitting, and then they said we started our first group. So first discovery group started without us pushing them into discovery groups. This is you must do this. This we we talked about and how we what we're going to do and what we want to see in terms of disciple making. Just constantly casting casting vision, but. During that process, we spent time getting to know the other people, getting to know their hearts, getting to know in their life what's causing stress in your life. What are you thankful for? Those basic questions that we do in discovery groups, we, we did, in, and, and a team started to emerge from Atwishville. So before you, you, your initial focus here is we're, we're, we're a team seeking to form a team that will take responsibility to reach this area. Yes, yes. So this Atwishville <coughs> team, out of this, <coughs> it's, it's now close to 18 months that this Atwishville team started to form. Today, 18 months later, they have a huge team in Atwishville, all young people. They're reaching other young people. They are at the point where they want to now not only reach Atwishville, they're also working in Salesville, which is adjacent area, and Lotus Gardens. One of the guys actually last year, December, he went home, which is in KZN, and he started a group there. A couple of months later, later they phoned him from KZN and said, please help, because there's now a couple of groups. What do we, what, what's next? What do we do? So not only in that area of Atwishville, it, it was just starting to spread out. Beginning of this year, they, they said there's now a couple of groups, so they want to start with a gathering. So coming to the, to the gathering question, so... Well, before we get together, what groups, the way we're going to reach this area, Atwishville, is through starting these discovery Correct. groups. What are they doing in the discovery groups? Right. Uh, this discovery groups, so out of the three... Three aspects that we concentrate, teams, groups, gatherings, we say that the team's core focus is on leadership development. That's the core focus. We invite people. It's never a, it's never a, a push. We pull people in through invitation. Pull them in and then raise up leaders. Identify leaders, potential leaders, spending more time. It's the same principles all over again. Pouring your life into someone else, raising them up as leaders, potential leaders. And constantly with the movement focus. So you're doing that with them with a clear understanding that they're going to do it with someone else. So it's always everything that we do in DMM is a multiplication. So teams multiply, groups multiply, gatherings multiply, every level. Mentors multiply, every level. So if I mentor Africa, then I'm constantly asking a question, Africa, who are you busy mentoring? So making him aware, if we start with a group, I've always done it in Levin and Bosa, meet up with a guy, start with him, um, ask him, in, invite him to a Discovery Bible study. If he's interested, I said, I'll come to your house, but who are you going to bring with? So it's constantly, every aspect, everything where we, 
work, we bring in the multiplication. It's always the reaching out. Who's the next person? Who can you bring in? So it's never about me. It's always the next person, the next person. So that, that's a, another intrinsic principle of, of DMM, and it's, and it's everywhere. It's in our teams, it's in our groups, it's in our gatherings. So teams focus, leadership development. Groups is reaching the lost. Now we know what is the lost. There are many arguments. Um, I'm a simple guy, so to me, Jesus said, Matthew 28, go into all the nations, baptize them, and teach them to obey. So I, to me, if a person hasn't been baptized, he falls into that category. That's, that's me. Not everyone agrees with me, but that's what I'm, I'm just living the Bible in a simple, simple way. So reaching the lost, those people that are far from God, that they are not walking, walking in his call for their life, they are lost or they lost for the kingdom, they lost for the kingdom work. So those fit that category. That's that's the core focus of a discovery group. So our discovery groups are not long term. It it doesn't go into cell groups, they just carry on and carry on. Our core our discovery group focus is on the lost so that the lost discover God. That's what we do. It's a discovery group, discovering God together. So like that by reading the scriptures absolutely so that that Discovery group is that's the core focus, reaching and that let that person discover God for him or herself. And in doing that, they will start obeying because that's what we do. Teach them to obey. So we are focused on the obedience. Obedience and I'll I'll come to the discovery group now. And then the gathering are we a group of what we say believers that gather together regularly and that when and how often that's up to that affinity, up to that gathering to decide regularly for worship, for community and for nurture. Those those three and then leaving that gathering to go on mission, outreach, reaching others. So that's that's for free. In gatherings what we do uh, in in um, groups what we do, we start off with a simple question, which is a worship question. What are you thankful for? It's worshiping our God. So we start with unbelievers. So they don't know God, they don't know about worship, but they can answer the question of anyone can say, no, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for my wife, I'm thankful for life, I'm thankful for food, whatever. That's a, that's a f- worshiping question. You, you're actually training them to worship God. That's part of the teaching them to obey. The next question is, what are you stressful for? We are all, all carry our stresses. And um, that is part of building in community that, that we start to share and open up in the small group and we can start caring for one another in various ways. That's that's the community questions that, that we ask in, in our groups and we ask a question how did God how was God active in your life the last week? How did God work in your life to, to make it practical because God is very much involved in our in our everyday lives so that people start start seeing how God is is in their lives. Then we go into the discovery, the word discovery, um, the nurture part. We we ask the three questions. We let them read a small passage, we keep to small passages, we ask them, okay, tell in your own words. Just paraphrase in your own words. What if you read? And let every person, that's that's part of the facilitation process. So we don't we don't do most of the talking, we let the people talk. Each one can fill in the story and we make sure that we involve each and every person. Ask him, okay, so are there anything else that you can add to the story? We build the story from scratch. 
but in their own words. It worked extremely well in, in the context of living at Bosch, because I sometimes had a guy and I gave him a French Bible, and the other one had a Portuguese Bible, and one had a, a Zulu Bible, and one had a Kosa Bible, and then I don't understand those languages. They, they read their own native language, and then I ask them, because they can speak English, I ask them, okay, tell me the story, and I can check in the English if it's, if it's true or not. Um, building that story, and then we ask a question, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean to you personally? So forget about the others, for you. And we allow, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. We allow the Holy Spirit even to work through the unbeliever. The Holy Spirit is active to to bring to remembrance or to, to teach that person. And that is how we allow. We don't teach. We don't teach, we don't preach. We in, in DMM we allow the Holy Spirit to be the core teacher. Let the Holy Spirit work through that person. And we have ample ample um, testimonies of how the, of God, the Holy Spirit, just worked for unbelievers. Miracles that happen in those small groups. And then the last question we say, that it brings us to the application, we say, okay, if this is God speaking to you, you've said this, what are you going to do about it? Bring to the obedience statement. What are you going to do? In this next week, because we, we encourage people strongly to do the discoveries weekly. I've tried it um, closer to, to the time and less time and found that weekly is, is the best in, in our context. It just works. So we encourage people weekly and then ask them, okay, so w the next week, what are you going to do? If this, this is God speaking to you, this is what it means to you. What are you going to do? What are you going to stop doing in your life? What What are you going to start doing in your life? What? Anything. Let each one, again, each one, and we write it down. To keep one another accountable. Not, not, um, but as, as part of the encouragement. To teach them to obey. And then, linked to that question is, so this is what you're going to do? Who can you tell? Are there anyone else in your household, someone that works with you in the same cubicle, in the same office, someone in the same taxi, that you're going to tell? And then ask, okay, so who's that person? What's, what's the name of that person? And when are you going to tell that person? To help that person. Next week when we come, we start with those questions. We said, okay, so that's what you said. Tell me what happened. And not to to force force ourselves on the person but to help them and if a person say I didn't then we say why not in the group how can we as a group help you to become obedient how can we can we go with you can we pray with you what can we do to help you that's that's all part of encouraging people to obey and that's a process and it works it works I've seen it time and time and time again I am um, busy in Genesis we have I've, one one of the things that I did was creation to Christ with with the guys in the living at Bosch and the, the one guy I was sitting with him in Genesis. We were still in early in, in Genesis. And for one morning his name is Christo. I was busy and Christo stopped me and he says, Do you have a draw? And I said, Electric draw? I said, Yes, Christo and I was thinking he said, Can you bring it next week? I said, Why? He said, I want to put up, I've, I've got curtain railings. I want to put up curtain railings. I want to beautify my home for my wife. Now, how does that work when you're busy in Genesis, you're busy with, with sin? That, that can only be the Holy Spirit. Only be the Holy Spirit that works in people's lives that, that do that. I can't do that. 
It's so he knew that was his step of obedience yeah. to show love to his wife. Yes. Just and curtain rails came out of Genesis. How? I don't know. But but those things that... that, that um, I've, I've got stories of personal testimonies of mornings that I went to 1100 Bush. And I, I was really... Uh, I, I was honestly not in the mood to go to 1100 Bush. But I knew I have... I've made a commitment, I'm going to do it. But one morning I was walking across, specifically from Christo, this guy, I was walking across this this one one um, um, part of, of living at Bosch, and I saw a municipality worker, a couple of municipality workers, they were, they were busy there, and the one guy was standing up and he, he started approaching me. And I just knew this this guy is coming straight straight for me. When he got to me, he asked me, but in, in my language, he said, what are you doing here? And I was like, I wanted to ask, ask him, he said, are you doing church? I said, I do that also. He said, can you come to my house? I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just like that. So I, I had stories like that. We had stories of, of people that not only came to Christ. I had a guy, John. We've, we've met up with John in that very, after that very first evening with Discovery Bible Study. John's commitment was he's going to stop drinking, he's going to stop smoking. It's now been probably three and a half years. He has never touched that again. It, it, I just saw how God just miraculously worked through ordinary people. People's lives, not only their lives, but their households started to change. And that started to impact on the community. So I'm, I'm just knowing that, that the discovery process, working with small groups for ordinary people, just it, it, it just works. And you're a catalyst to see these groups start. You're not running all these groups. And, and so any idea in some of these areas, typically, you know, how many of these groups are reproducing or how many groups are formed as a result? Well, to, to tell you the truth, back back in, in living at Bosch, it was very much around myself. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes back to the question of discipling, being involved in discipleship and busy with disciple-making movement. So what we what we are doing now, and in this whole process, it it was very much a learning process for myself. I had to learn a lot of things. Disciple making movement is is very much building away from yourself. So we are intentionally building away from ourselves. So when we approach a new area, like for instance, at what happened in Atrishville, I haven't started any, not one single discovery group in Atrishville. I haven't started the gathering. I haven't done any of those. It was all done by the local people, the people within Atridgeville. We've just influenced from the outside as the outsiders, speaking into the lives and pouring into the lives of, of these people that, that st- and a team started to form. But they formed the team. They formed the team and, and they started modeling what, what they saw and what they've experienced within our team meetings. They started modeling that in parallel in in Atwishville. so they went back and we've met on on tuesdays with them and then they started on on a different day in in Atwishville and they invited other people into that and so a team was was forming but all by themselves what, what's what, the impact been in Atwishville? huge huge especially under the youth especially the youth um so these these guys as i said not only 
the area of Atrishville, but now also in Salzville, and also in Lotus Gardens, and then started in, in KZM, another group. So, And so the having effective teams, and you're working with the team to have a vision to reach that location, they're seeing groups spring up all oh, throughout Absolutely, that absolutely, yes. And those groups are, are focused on reading the word together and discipleship and obedience. Correct, correct. That's, that's one part, but then at the same time, we are busy with this team now. We identify leaders, and we, we, we're getting closer to those specific leaders. Now we're taking them, those specific leaders, on, on a different level in mentoring, how that they can mentor others and how they can raise up other teams. So next year we want to take these, some of these team members so that they can help other teams in the areas of Mamalodi and Shoshangui. We've, we've, the same thing started to happen in Shoshangui, the same thing in Mamalodi. So we want to strengthen those, but now we don't want to do it. We want them. So that's another level of mentoring that we're busy doing so that they know. That's how we measure success. It's not when we have a first generation, we measure success when there's multiple generations. So now we're busy with that next generation. Of both both of, of teams, groups and gaps. Everything, everything, yeah. everything. So we are investing now, but, but our core focus is on the teams because the strength is in the team. So we, we're focusing on that team so that they can raise up other teams. And now you're trusting the Lord for Southern Africa and He's stretched the vision to Africa 52 nations now, but that's going to await another podcast.